we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett and with me I have Mike Roberts. Mike Roberts as always and today we are hanging out actually playing from home today. Our first home game we are, yeah, in a long time. Since number one. Since number this one. Be, this is number ten. Yeah, so, so what I mean by home game is we are inside the Henrico CTE offices. Usually we're on location, different locations. Our um, CTE lair. CTE lair, <laughs> CTE bat cave. Um, usually, you know, we're, you know, we're at different locations talking to different people, but this time um, we actually have visitors coming to us. All right. Which is, which is great, which is, uh, you know, we get to uh, save some mileage on our uh, Henrico CTE the bat mobile. Man. The bat <laughs> All right, guys, so... <laughs> Couple, uh, couple things I want to mention before we get started and before we get to our guest. Um, fresh off of signing day, that thing was a huge success. Thank you for everybody. Thank you to everybody who came out and uh, supported uh, Enrico CTE signing day. 110, Again. 110 students and s over 60 businesses. Uh, over 60 businesses. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming out and being supportive, whether it was on Facebook or whether you were actually at the event. Speaking of Facebook, you can also follow us on all of our social media at Enrico CTE. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course Facebook, Henrico CTE, and check us check our website out at HenricoCTE.com. That is HenricoCTE.com. You don't need the www dot anymore. No. You can just type HenricoCTE.com and you're good. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Our uh, our host is Anchor.com, uh, but you can also find it on all of the major podcast venues out there, such as Spotify, Apple, and Google. All right. And now let's get to your feature presentation, right? What everybody's been waiting for. Enough of me just talking and talking to Mike, all right? That's not what you guys clicked on the podcast for. You guys want to hear from the people from VARP. I hope I said that right. And, yeah, you uh, did. I'm going to have them introduce themselves right now, and whoever wants to start can start. Hi, this is Heather Greenwell. I'm the executive director of VARP, uh, which stands for the Virginia Association of Roofing Professionals. We're the statewide trade organization for the roofing industry in Virginia. And um, our main mission is just to advance and promote and better the roofing industry in Virginia. Hi, I'm Steve Pierce with Baker Roofing Company. Uh, we are uh, the nation's third largest roofer. Uh, we have 20, 21 branches throughout the southeast, and I'm the general manager of the Richmond location and also a VARP Association member. All right, and I'm going to start with Heather, because, you know, ladies first here on Enrico <laughs> CTE now. Certainly. Um, uh, Heather, talk to us a little bit about your career pathway. How did you get into uh, VARP? Well... I don't actually do roofing. I'm an association management professional. And like a lot of people, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I kind of fell into it. I graduated from George Mason with a degree in political science. And I got a job at a large insurance association in their government affairs department and then ended up 
moving to Richmond, working for a smaller association management company, and then went to work for another one that was managing VARP at the time, and they no longer exist. And now I have my own association management company, and the Roofing Association is one of my uh, clients. And, you know, I love associations and a lot of people don't know what they are so if you'll allow me i just want to talk a little bit about associations okay so every industry out there has uh an association um you know we're here with cte so there's a lot of trade organizations out there i mean every you know, there's the Home Builders Association, there's the Plumbing Association, there's the HVAC Association. The Asphalt Association. Yes. We talked to them not oh, too yeah. long ago. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to belong to your industry association. Um, I would not be where I am today if I had not joined the Association for Association People. Um, <laughs> Even the association people have yes, associations. Yes, yes. And um, especially if you're young and ambitious, I mean, you can just learn so much networking with other people uh, in your industry. And you learn so much for yourself and for you know your company that you're working for. So... I'm just a huge proponent, and if you're young out there, you know I, I highly recommend getting involved in your industry association. So, so how many businesses are in the uh, in the VARP? Um, right now, we have 150 active members, roughly, and that means um, you know they're dues-paying members, and they you know come to our education events uh, and promote our. Uh, legislative and regulatory advocacy and are involved with our workforce development efforts. You know, Steve Pierce here is a great example of an active member who is, um, you know, just doing stuff to advance the industry in general. All right. So, Steve, let's talk about your career pathway. We like the, you know, like the people and hopefully students are listening to the podcast to kind of hear like, you know, real world examples of you know, how, how it happens after you leave high school. So what was your career pathway? Well, after leaving high school, I uh, went to college at East Carolina University and graduated from there. And I've got a unique perspective on it, honestly, because I have two brothers, and I, I journeyed off to college. My uh, next brother, middle brother, uh, enlisted into the Marines. And then my youngest brother went right into the workforce. So we have all three of the enrolled, enlisted, and employed uh, covered uh, within my, me and my brothers. Um, my middle brother, after the Marine, he's, um, he has an entrepreneurial spirit. He stays self-employed, uh, has different degrees of success, but currently he heads up a, a nonprofit organization helping uh, veterans. My youngest brother uh, went into electrical uh, warehousing as just a warehouse clerk, and now he's a senior uh, purchasing manager with with um, uh, pension uh, building and, and you know went right in without uh, going to college. Uh, for myself, after college, I found that I needed to uh, figure out how to start a career now. I had a communications degree, but didn't really know what to do with it at the time. Um, and uh, I got into um, uh, construction, honestly, and, and started working on exteriors, interiors, finishes, just learning my way around it. Um, and through there, I do not know how it happened, but, um, well, I ended up being a sales rep, uh, uh, repping independent uh, uh, manufacturers. And, and through that, I ended up running a furniture manufacturing plant. Um, knew nothing about manufacturing <laughs> furniture, but I uh, had good relationships and, and, you know, had confidence in myself. And I uh, figured out what I needed to do and, and ended up uh, 
uh, opening up a, a warehouse in in, um, in uh, California, and then we built furniture for the military and universities. That, um, and uh, I decided I want to move back to North Carolina, be near family, and was a, uh, a materials uh, salesman for a bit, and then I joined in with a firm uh, on exterior construction, and that led me into roofing and um, and just picked up the trade, learned by it. I uh, was on some crews. Um, Ended up putting a roof on the, the Raleigh-Durham Airport. That was about a two-and-a-half-year project for me uh, on the roof every day. And I worked my way into management from there. And here I am, a general manager up in Richmond. Wow, that's an interesting story. So, Mike, you kind of went from college to trades where, you know, Correct. some people oh, yeah. go trades and they get that college assistance through right. some apprenticeship programs I, and things I've, like that. I have seen that a lot. I've seen college professionals, they come out and they end up um, – running or operating or working for everything from landscaping companies to, to construction companies. I mean, you, it, a lot of people look at it as in, um, you know, when you're going to college, you're going into the professional world. Well, why is, why is that not, why is a construction company running a construction company or a roofing company not professional? Yeah, it seems pretty professional right. to me. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it is true. I mean, in hindsight, I, you know, <laughs> I appreciate my college experience and I value it highly. It was, it was a wonderful time in my life. Um, and I learned a lot from it, but in hindsight, I could I could have done exactly what I'm doing now without college. Um, uh, if I went right into the trades and then took business classes and project management classes along the way, I, I could very well be in the same position as I am today. Right, and you know, I think that's kind of what we're we're trying to you know help the kids understand, trying to kind of guide them to their interest early on and get them on a career path um, early on. Sure. Back to the topic of roofing, though. How important would you say roofing is to society as a whole? And, and my guess is it's pretty important. Yes, it's uh, it's <laughs> it's one of our basic needs. Uh, Heather Heather likes to discuss as well. Um, you know, you want shelter, food, and 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 companionship. I guess uh, everyone needs to have uh, friends and loved ones around them. Um, so I feel it's it's one of the standards of, of our society and, and business as, as well. Um, everyone needs a roof. Everyone. So we have to help provide that for them. Right. Yeah, I know a roofing contractor that says his job is to save lives because, you know, your roof, it keeps you warm. It keeps you safe. <laughs> it does. Uh, we got a roof right now. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> keeps wonderful. You dry, keeps you dry. Keeps you shaded from the sun. Yeah. So. I was, I was at a plumbing supply company on Monday afternoon after work and they're getting their roof done on it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trade, I mean, trade helping a trade. Trade helping a trade. Everyone needs a roof. And, you know, on the topic of everyone, you know, needing a roof, that has to mean good things for the job market in the roofing industry. So talk a little bit oh, about yeah. the demand for people and, and roofers in the industry right now. Well, when the economy is good, uh, you see a lot of new construction going on. Um, uh, Richmond does a, a great job uh, right now. You see cranes everywhere downtown. There's a lot of new projects. Um, even with the old buildings, they're retrofitting into new buildings. They're gutting them and reskinning them. So we're putting new roofs on there. Um, uh, and business owners tend to uh, be able to spend their capital a little bit freer in a good economy, so they're going to go ahead and replace the entire roof, which is, you know, an expensive uh, uh, expenditure. Then, um, on a bad economy, when the economy turns, 
People may not be quick to pull the trigger on a new roof, but the roofs will continue to deteriorate, continue to leak. Like in your car, you're not going to stop changing your oil if you need a new car. You just got to keep it alive. So same with the roof. So we we continually inspect roofs annually or biannually um, and make repairs all along the way. And then with roofs, like when your car just dies you have no choice so with roofs there's going to be a time that it fails beyond repair and we have to have to re-roof it at that time whether the economy is good or bad yeah because i mean right now in richmond you know you go downtown with all the older houses there whether it's churchill or you know all the areas around there you've got all the the, the houses that are there are being rebuilt they're they're stripping them down starting from scraps in a lot of cases and that means they're going to be doing the roofs and you've got to make sure that um you've got a, a good company that's going to do that and you've got and if you're a company that's providing that service you got to make sure that you've got the manpower you know under your roof to make sure that you can get out there and get those jobs done that you want to be you know to you know tackle so it's yeah you know yeah you've got all the cranes with the new buildings going up and but the it's amazing what has happened just in the past few years, and they've got a long way to go because you got that, that is spreading over across the river into Southside Richmond, where you've got a lot of the older neighborhoods there that are are if you you will, if you looked at them ten years ago and look at them now, you wouldn't even think you'd be in the same place. Right. And how amazing some of these neighborhoods on Bainbridge and and Stockton and stuff, you know, there near the river, how they look now. It's just incredible. And can I just add that yeah. you know. Going back to roofing being a basic need, I mean, they need skilled roofers everywhere, not just in Richmond. I mean, if you are a skilled roofer, you'll be able to find work anywhere, <laughs> anywhere in the country. Right. Um, so I just want to add that. I mean, job market, employment outlook, very good for roofing. All right. So uh, speaking with Heather Greenwell and Steve Pierce here uh inside of the Henrico CTE office. And uh, guys, you guys did an event for the A-Center a couple weeks back. Why did you guys think it was important to have an event like that? And why do you guys think it's important to, you know, invest, uh, you know, in your local CTE programs or even further here, we have two A-Centers in those A-Center programs? Well, um, you know, I think probably you guys have talked about this before on your podcast, but there's a huge... uh, shortage of skilled labor right now for all the trades. And, you know, I think it's because we've been pushing college for so long. People don't understand what great careers are available in the skilled trades. And so we want to make sure that your students, the Henrico CTE students who you know, they're just so talented and we just wanted to bring them out and say, "Hey, this is what roofing's all about and make sure they know that it's a viable option as a career. Um, we, we just recently got involved with Henrico CTE. This was our first year and, you know, we're looking forward to, um, a long relationship with you guys because we think you're doing such a great job with your students. So what is the, you know, you talk about how, you know, you're trying to attract, um, the youth to get into the tr- different trades. What would you, when you're dealing with, um, we're dealing with 10th graders and trying to convince them to get into the programs just to learn it in the first place, to learn the construction trades. And, and what is it that you think, um, whether it's as a as an industry um, or personally, that what what how can we overcome that stumbling block with the students and even with their parents? Because in a lot of cases, the parents are 
you know, a student may want to take one of our programs, one of the trades programs at uh, one of our ACE centers, but you may end up with a parent who's, uh, no, you know, you're going to college or, you know, this is not where you want to go. What, what, what do y'all suggest? We're trying to change the perception, really, of roofing in general. Most people just think of it as, as uh, installing shingles on your home, and, and that's all there is to roofing. Uh, there's a whole, I mean, that's just 10% of roofing, really. Um, or maybe 25%, I don't know. But uh, th- there's commercial roofing, there's sheet metal, there's there's uh, so many aspects of roofing. And and what we talk about to, to the, uh, the young adults entering in the workforce is it's a really, it's an adventurous job. I mean, imagine, you know, we have these buildings downtown uh, that, you know, 20 plus stories high, and we're able to work out there, uh, you know, in the in, in the nature, you know, in the elements uh, outside of the outside of the office, um, very safe. You know, we, that's that's our first concern, and I think parents uh, need to understand that. Um, we it's the first thing we encounter every day is the safety. We have uh, pretty you know exact sciences on how to make sure we stay on the roof. There's there's fall protection uh, harnesses. There's warning lines. Um, once you get beyond the warning lines, you have to have 100% tie off. It's just impossible to, to um, really put yourself in a, in a dangerous situation if you pay attention to the safety. So if accident may happen, you're safe in that accident. If you trip or stumble, you're not falling off the roof. Um, uh, but then from there, that's just the field side of it. it there's a whole career beyond the, the field side of it. I mean, we have... Uh, accountants, estimators, general managers, project managers, um, uh, human resources. It's, it's, it's really business. It just happens to be in roofing. Um, and it's an exciting, exciting profession. So let's talk about uh, kind of sort of the, the uh, track that you would go on. Say I'm coming out of the A Center and um, I want to start a career in roofing. You know, what does that track look like, look like for me? Yeah, um, if you're going directly into roofing from from the center, uh, you'll start in the field as a laborer. Um, and actually, at Baker Roofing, we prefer having kids without roofing experience, um, even, or even uh, beyond their high school. I'd much rather prefer hire hire someone that has zero roofing experience, so we can train them the right way and, instead of um, adopting someone that may have been trained by whoever. So it's quite common for us to hire unexperienced roofers. So the first year, um, you're you're a laborer and an apprentice, and you're learning under a foreman, uh, whether it be on a repair crew or in a full production crew with five or six guys. Um, and you're going to spend your time uh, just learning the trade. Um, after after a month or two, uh, we, I'm sorry, probably after three months, uh, you'll qualify to go into uh, some intensive training with our company. We have boot camps in our headquarters in Raleigh. We'll go send a... a, a uh, uh, laborer or an apprentice down there for a week-long class of really learning detailed skills and then bring it back into the field and then there's further boot camps from there we have I believe five different boot camps on details it sounds like a lot of guidance for you know someone who doesn't come in with a lot of experience and I know a lot of kids worry about that even signing up for the courses they worry about yeah. how much experience do I need to come into that and so that, that's good that's the message we want to relay we we're, you know you, You've proved through the CTE program that you're getting your OSHA 10 card. You, you've taken some soft skills. You're, you're work ready. 
um, I put trust in that through CTE, and that's that gives everybody, in my mind, a head start than just coming right off the street. If I see that they've gone through the CTE program, I know they've had the training and they're serious about finding a job. So I'm I'm going to look at that candidate first, and then um, so you spend your first year really in the field. Your second year, your um, your uh, Okay, your second year, you're uh, starting to have more skill set. You become a roofing uh, or a mechanic is your is your title. Your pay is going to go up instead of first year making, you know, high thirties to forty thousand dollars a year. Your second year, as you're getting into a mechanic, maybe you're making mid teens, and uh, you could actually be making around forty five to fifty thousand dollars in your second year. And the ultimate goal is to get to a foreman once you're in the field or a superintendent. And within three to four years, you should easily be in that rank. We think in the service department, you can make a foreman within a couple of years. Um, and on a production crew, it takes two to three years. Uh, but when you're in the foreman level, um, you know, mid-20s is, 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 is not unheard of. Say you're making $22 an hour, you know, it looks to be around $55,000 a year with a little bit of overtime in there, maybe some bonuses. So it's, um, it's a good field career. There's good money involved in it. And then from there, you start your career. And you're just not going to, the average college student is not going to be making that when was, they come out of college. Oh, yeah. Said, they think they are, but they're not. You, you said right. that, I'm speaking from experience. You know, three to four year track yeah. on course with college students to come out making somewhere around 55000 That That is amazing. College can be the key to success. Absolutely. But so can starting your career right away in the trades. Yeah. I think the the biggest message we really want to send is, you know, uh, you can be successful whether you go to college or whether you take up something in the A Center and go into something like roofing or electricity or masonry. Those are viable career paths as well as going to college. And something Steve said earlier about how he he didn't have to go to college to be where he is today. I mean, that's... I hear that so much from yeah, other too. roofers yeah, is yeah. they didn't have to. And, co- you know, I'm not discounting college. College is nice to have. College doesn't hurt. But, I mean, you've got all that debt. I just, right. you know, want to make that point. I um, I was telling Rashawn earlier this morning, I'd watched a, a YouTube video where a guy broke down the difference, the the wealth or what an individual's worth. And they compared a plumber to a doctor. Right. And, and it was an amazing analysis of where the plumber comes out of high school, goes into the field and making money right away. The doctor, he's got to go through his normal uh, academics in college before he even a gets to of, college. Yeah. And <laughs> so he's acquiring debt right off the bat where the plumber's not. Uh, in many cases, they're um, they're training whether they're going in an apprenticeship or not with whether it's um, that it's either going to be reimbursed or paid up for up front so no debt there and then they as they advance on they're showing that by the um, it's going to be the age between the plumber and the doctor when they reach parity is 32 years of age Mm -hmm. the plumber has been making more money than the doctor because They've got the debt. They've got all the years they had to go to college before they even got hired. That's a lot on your back right yeah. there. Right. And, but then they talked about at the end, they said, okay, yeah, at, you know, at 32, they reached about the same, making the same salary. And then from there on, the doctor is advancing past the plumber. But then they say, well, but the doctor's quality of life, the, the amount of work hours, the stress that you have, um, the debt that you're paying, 
the quality of life isn't there all the time. Um, so the, the, they're actually saying that the plumber's better off. You know, mm-hmm. it, by the time they reach 50 years old, you know, the plumber's worth, um, and I'm not going into all the details on uh, why they came up with this number, um, is $3 million is what that he's worth. Mm-hmm. The doctor's in the $6 million range, but who's happier? Right. And right. I mean, again, that's something that's going to vary from uh, person to person. Um, you guys, I know Steve participated in our uh, signing day, signing yeah. day 2.0. So uh, talk a little, little bit about sign, signing day, Steve. Like, how do you think that will help? You know, we're talking about perception. How do you think events like that will help change the perception of going into the world of work? That's a that's really a class operation there. I, I can't say enough about it. And, and um, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it would have just been us coming in and out of a class. <laughs> Room, really, but you guys did such a great job at, at um, uh, Libby Mill Library. It, it felt like it was a it was a sporting event signing day. Um, we all had our private green rooms behind the stages, and and I, I sat with Kalik uh, Sumter as the gentleman we hired, um, and he'll be starting with us this summer. But I sat with him and his father, um, got to meet his family, and and we we had really maybe um, I don't know forty five minutes to an hour getting to know each other behind the scenes before we were called up. And then uh, seeing Cleek's pride when he's standing on stage, and we made him a, a sports jersey with his name on the back of it that he got to flash. That was a cool – I took yeah, a picture that was of that. Cool. That was so that cool, was yeah. Cool. yeah awesome. it was, I mean, it was just a really cool event. Um, and, and, uh, and, and you know, people have been hitting me up all over the place saying, I saw you on, on Facebook or yeah. Instagram or yeah. some of the other social media that I'm not <laughs> so, fully so, involved in. So whose idea was the jersey? Because that was a pretty cool idea right yeah. there. And why 19? Is it because of the year? Yeah, was that the, the year? year okay. for 2009. It was um, uh, Alex McGee. She heads up our uh, employee development. Uh, a center she she really helps get these events together and it's and it's uncanny um last year when i read about signing day here in henrico county i forwarded it to alex and and she said it's that's crazy we just had wake county signing day um they participated we participated in it there oh, okay. in wake county so it was easy i mean ne- the next week we were in touch with mac mm-hmm. and then here we are a year later participating in signing day uh, we want to thank you so much guys for uh participating in signing day and uh, all our, our thank pleasure. you thank you for the compliments too yeah. uh, a lot yeah, of work goes into that line you do a great job <laughs> yep 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 so uh guys running short on time here this uh podcast has gone on i think for not think i'm looking at the clock right now 26 minutes wow that's what six oh, minutes God. over Let's the, the initial time the <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes I mean, six minutes over the uh initial time so i want to thank you so much miss heather greenwell and mr steve pierce for coming out and uh, visit uh, visiting us here today inside the uh career and technical education offices uh thank you guys so much for coming out thank you uh, thank you right. for having us uh, of course anytime anytime guys and uh, i want to thank you guys out there uh listening to us on henrico cte now please Please, please, please do not forget to check us out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all at Henrico CTE. We share some cool videos on there. There's pictures from signing day. You get to see that jersey we were just talking about with uh, Mr. Steve Pierce over there, so go check us out. Also, check out our website, HenricoCTE.com. And uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. Podcast is at our host at Anchor.com, but you can also find it on the majority of the major um, resources for podcasts, such as 
as Spotify, Apple, and Google. Yep, all the good ones, all the good ones. And uh, so no excuse. I say this every episode. So subscribe. Subscribe <laughs> so you get, that, that way they let you know when the new one yeah, comes out. subscribe so you get notifications, guys. So no excuse for you missing an episode of, of, of Henrico CTE now. All right, guys. So uh, for Miss Heather Greenwell, for Steve Pierce, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. So long, everyone. Thank you.